This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Alex, and as usual, I'm here with uh, nobody except two special guests, <laughs> Annie and Mike. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hi. So yeah, Jeff and Scott couldn't make it. Uh, Jeff is probably uh, face down in a ditch, drowning in his own vomit, and Scott is on his way back from E3. Nerd. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> This week, we're talking about Wreck-It Ralph, a movie that two of us like. Isn't that right, Mike? <laughs> How yeah. could you not like this movie? Uh, I, I, I tried to like uninvite myself from being in this podcast because I actually, <laughs> as a rule, I don't like shitting on things that my friends like. <laughs> well, it's okay. Let's get the negatives out of the way. Oh, you... Oh. You want to do oh, we're just diving right in. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. thinking of like doing it at the end so that you know people they tend to like not listen to the end of podcasts, right? So you could save my terrible stuff for the end. You can do it right now if you want. Yeah, that way, if people get to the end of the podcast, they'll go. You know what? That wasn't that bad. <laughs> just get it done and over with. All right. Uh, so, what are your major points of contention? With this well, awesome, I, I went. Awesome I went movie. in. I went in with like medium, like you know, mediocre expectations. So it wasn't the nice thing is it wasn't one of those things where I was expecting the greatest movie, and then I'm like, oh, it wasn't the best, so I hate it. It wasn't that. Uh, I the movie to me, the movie was largely uh, on the plus side. I'll start with this. <laughs> I <Okay>. do really appreciate <laughs> it. Was really smart that. The, they went with an original character rather than trying to pick uh, a licensed character. They obviously didn't have real issues getting licenses. That was re- that was maybe my favorite part was that the giant amount of cameos they had, mm-hmm. and it was smart that they had an original thing. So that's good, and that's where my goods end. <laughs> uh, first, when um, pretty short list. First, when, well, I'll try to keep it. But short. When John C. Riley was in the uh, the bad guy support group, and he's like, oh, "I don't want to be a bad guy anymore," and Kano says, "You can't mess with the program, Ralph." So, like, okay, so this is where the movie's going. And then, of all people, M. Bison is the one who follows up saying, "You're not going Turbo, are you?" And when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, smart," because Turbo, Street Fighter Two Turbo, was Capcom's response to the boot. Street Fighter 2 Crazy Edition or Rainbow Edition, which was the the bootleg things where people made Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition go crazy, go off the programming, go off the rails. So, so, so M. Bison lived, lived through this crap. Uh, yeah. Did you just call me a nerd on this podcast? <laughs> I sure did. Normally on this podcast, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Just regard, just to put nerdiness into perspective. <laughs> but anyway, well, now it's your turn, wow. Mike. 
Nobody knows what you're talking that about. That was my turn, yes. <laughs> you're the Scots this weekend. Yeah. Like. You had to say arc and tropes a lot. <laughs> uh, so, but that's how I interpreted that. I was like, oh, good. They actually did their homework because, I mean, this is a video game movie, and rule number one for writing is research. I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. And then Ralph is like, no, I'm not going turbo. Is it turbo to want a friend or want a medal? And then at the end of when they're patting him on the back, sort of Zangief, again, another Street Fighter character is the one that says, hey, one game at a time, Ralph. Kind of like, don't strive to do turbo. All right. And then late in the movie, you find out, oh, no, that wasn't turbo. That wasn't the Street Fighter reference, even though it was the, the character with an actual turbo game where everything in that would make sense is the one who said it. That was just really annoying, and it was indicative. It was indicative of the, we didn't do any research for this movie. We just... I think they did. I think that's why... Really? It was just a a huge coincidence that both of those characters... Yes, that was a huge coincidence, because that had nothing to do with Street Fighter II Turbo. It had everything to do with the, again, fake game. Smart that they did a fake game. Bad choice of name was Turbo, the old racing game. And... Turbo-tastic! Another example, and here's my second example. This is much shorter. Before you you move on from this, I think, here's here's my uh, positive spin to this. I think that uh, somebody was writing it and go, oh yeah, going turbo, we'll make that determine everything. And then the one guy in the back, or the intern, goes like, you know what? You should have uh, street, a because, street Fighter yeah, character. Yeah, these two guys say it is the Rainbow Vision. That's possible, and that yeah. ruins you know what? it because that that is a totally different thing. See, it could have been. Probably so that was. is so far. This yeah, doesn't even still, sound like still, that, that, a legitimate that reason a to dislike it. On the writer's point, part that they didn't get the the meaning of that. It's mm-hmm. like if uh, if Mario was there complaining about, or rather, if if Mario was the one saying, hey, are you going lost levels on us? <laughs> it was almost exactly like that. And then it turns out lost levels is the other old game. And it's like, no, it has nothing to do, really, with Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. Shame on you for thinking that. Well, I think that intern that I just made up probably got a promotion and is the lead writer <laughs> for Wreck-It Ralph 2. Okay, yeah. so, so there's your one, your one reason so far. So my That's short, and then tying in with the uh, the no research thing. Who is the star of Tomb Raider? Lara Croft. Lara Croft. Right, not Lara Croft. Lara Croft. And I had to triple check. Like, was there at one point where she officially changed to Lara before Wreck It Ralph? No. It was Lara in 1997. It was Lara in the movies. It was Lara in every single video game. John C. Riley yells, Lara Croft. I'm not blaming him. Everyone around him let him get away with that, and that made it into the movie. No one corrected him. It's like if he said, hey, I'm playing Super Mario Brothers here. Well, <laughs> he is jo- worse than George Lucas, is what you're saying. <laughs> so okay, that just completely took that's you out joke. of the movie. My heart sank when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no one is worse, let's be clear. No one is worse than George Lucas. Got it. Maybe Hitler. Maybe. <laughs> Definitely Hitler. Uh, so that that was just indicative. There was a series, several small things, but those were the two that I remember clearly, where it's like they 
didn't even bother with very simple homework. In the case of Lara Croft, whoever was in charge of telling John C. Riley, oh, hey, here's how you say things, they've read Lara Croft, but they've never even seen the commercials for the Angelina Jolie movie or for any of the video games. I, I get, yeah, I gotta get that to you. I'm on with you. I'm with you on that one. I'm, like, not a gamer in any way whatsoever, and I remember watching that when that scene came up with the surge protector and thinking in my head, like, oh, that's weird. I thought it was Lara Croft, but yeah, so one for Mike. And then uh, next. Wait, maybe John C. Riley had a speech impediment. He talks kind of funny. He does talk kind of funny. Pretty <laughs> sure he can say Laura. I don't know. Maybe they that was like the umpteenth, the best, like 570, take. that was the seventh take. Uh, we just, just gotta like, go with it. it. Slipped it. <laughs> yeah, we gotta move on. Johnny C can't do it. <laughs> Not impossible. It's Hollywood. Uh, and then, uh, and then when and Kenneth Parcell starts to fall in love with Jane Lynch when he first sees her, and mm-hmm. he looks down the barrel of his gun at her face, he says, "Look at that, that high definition. Oh, this Your me too. face, it's this, amazing. It's like, dude, too. motherfucker, your face is high definition." <laughs> But maybe, so, maybe no, no, maybe since everything is pixelated in the game, in his game, maybe the mirrors are as well, and he doesn't realize that he is also high definition. Hmm? Yeah, but he, but he looks at uh, all the bouncy people and at Ralph when they're outside of gameplay. Mm. So he sees Ralph high def. He sees his hands high def. That's, the that's... only thing, and I rewatched this scene. The only difference between. Jane Lynch and Kenneth Parcell at that point is a minor difference in art style. They're both they're both at 4K. They're both super. They're both 160 million dollar budget characters <laughs> next to each other. I do think it was a good line intended by the writers. The writers probably intended really stark art differences between the different generations of characters, and I think that would have been badass. But instead, we have cartoony high def, slightly less cartoony high def, right next to each other. And then next, almost done. <laughs> so Alan Tudyk, he's he's talented and funny, right? Yeah, Sorry. he's great. Yeah, yeah. So hey, let's hire him to just imitate Edwin's iconic Mad Hatter character and call it a day. What a fucking waste! It, it, it's perfect. I thought what Edwin was... came back from the dead and voiced this character. That's all I'm saying. He did a great uh-huh. job. <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? Why? Not? Why not get? Why not get one of the people that does one of the perfect like Bugs Bunny or Porky Pig? My answer to that is because <laughs> those are so iconic that they kind of rest it with that. Not rest, element. but I mean, like, kind of stuck with the thing that we associate them with. So when we see this character and we hear, yeah, a very good Edwin impression, I'm seeing one character and I'm hearing the 1950s Mad Hatter, and I thought that was very dumb choice. Not hiring Alan Tudyk, I think he's great. Mm-hmm. But either telling but him or allowing him voice. to Edwin. So so far on your list, nothing bad plot wise. It's just technicality so far is your problem. Yeah, uh, th- these are the things that bug- <laughs> that were the easiest to talk about. <laughs> I'll do a very short version of the of the plot stuff. If you want? Well, out of your points, I didn't agree with one, but two, your two other ones are pretty valid. So. Okay, but you shouldn't hate this movie. Well, I, I do. I do. I totally hate it. 
uh, I can <laughs> give you the very short version. I'll give you a much shorter version of, of the other things I dislike. But okay. I won't go into it because, like I said, I feel bad. I don't like compla- uh, complaining about things that my friends like, especially in earshot to them. <laughs> Man, I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's why I don't like... I mean, <laughs> I, uh... It's just you don't like hanging out with <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding, of course. But, uh, I, for me, I thought the, um, regarding the story, I, I thought the sudden shift from the story being all about Ralph's desire for a medal to being all about Vanellope's desire to win a race. And sure, well, Ralph will help. I thought that was weird and lasted a very long time. And so plot structure-wise, like, it makes sense that he, you know, some, he gets sidetracked and learns a lesson, and that's the turning point. But that was way too long. That ended up being almost the whole movie. So, but if you break it down, the movie is he's dissatisfied with his life as a villain, so he wants a medal. Then he, uh, to get, so he gets a medal, but he loses it. To get it back, he becomes a hero, even to the point of self-sacrifice. Now he's a hero. He returns to being a villain. Even though the point of the movie was that he hated being a villain and everything that happened was because he didn't want to be a villain and what he really wanted was just just to get one fucking medal. And so I hate the story, too. (laughs) Well, the whole point of it was, he said it at the beginning, he was just misguided, but at the beginning was, uh, if things were differently after work, you know, it wouldn't be so bad. And so he went through all of that pretty much so the Nicelanders would stop being dicks to him after the game was over. Or the, the arcade Yeah, and even in, in Badenon, yeah, in Badenon, he was saying, you know, is it is it bad to want to have friends? And, and yeah, in the end, that that's kind of what happened. Out, yeah. yeah, and the whole story was he had to go along with Vanellope because if she was going to get his medal back, she would have had to won the race. And then during that is when they bonded and had their whole turning point. Yeah. So I, I understand that. Just saying, structure-wise, that part was way too. <laughs> yeah. And also, and if somebody, if somebody comes in halfway, movie. yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell that this was like a video game-based movie because it was all. Short My very last point is that I uh, think most of the voices were either poorly cast or poorly performed, or both. And so, if you can see that, again, this is obviously opinion. This is not anything objective other than just opinion based on what I saw. All these things were happening for an hour and a half. I can't like the movie. <laughs> I, just, I can't do it, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> Who is miscast or what What voice other than the Mad Hatter? Now, you know that they got yeah. the a uh, lot of the original people to do their video game voices again, right? Like Bison, uh, Ryu, and Ken. Those are all... The cameos, the cameos are real. I think even oh, that's uh, cool. Zangief. No, it wasn't, yeah. The funny thing is, wasn't that. It was all the main cast. Oh, okay. Basically the entire main cast, except maybe Alan Tudyk, except for his stupid impression. <laughs> wow. I thought John C. Riley, who is a great on-camera actor, is a one-note voice actor. Sarah Silverman is not a good actor to begin with. Well, that's uh, Jane Lynch, not very good. Kenneth Parcell, I can never learn his real name. Uh, he's rep- like basically reprising his 30 Rock role, not very good. Well, I'll give you that. But everybody else, the animators did a great job of bringing life to those characters, even though they had, you know, their same old voices. Hello? Yeah. Uh, I'll, <laughs> just, I'll just say again that I, I, I um, half disagree. 
but I've been complaining for so long. Please edit all that down. <laughs> nope, it's all in. <laughs> I'm never coming back. <laughs> so my two big issues with the movie, I mean, I love it, but the two kind of issues I had with it is the first one was when Turbo was, or King Candy, was explaining to Rick and Ralph how the game could have turned out badly. Um, like, I feel like his warnings could have happened where the audience or the players could have not, you know, wouldn't have liked Vanellope glitching. And it could have ended, it could have ended poorly. They could have lost the whole game and she would have been stuck. I think that could have realistically happened. Mm -hmm. And number two, at the very end, when he's saying goodbye to Vanellope, it's it's making it seem like she's never gonna they're never gonna see, see each other again, and he has to get hoisted up by the Nicelanders to like look over the game to see her racing in the game. How come they can't hang out afterwards? He <laughs> freaking goes true. to Tappers and hangs out with everyone else afterwards when the games are over. So yep. that was stupid. Mm -hmm. he, he could have easily just gone and hung out with her. The best part nice. of my day is when I get thrown off the roof. No, yeah, the best part no. should be after everything's when your day's done. Day's over, and then go hang mm. out with her in the freaking castle. You get cakes now, so you eat your cake and then you go and hang and go to the nightly races over at Sugar Rush. Exactly. Hmm. Didn't make any sense. So, as, as a an avid fan of the movie, those were the two issues I had with it. I just have one big issue with this movie. There is a Scott Dam sun in the background in Train Station and also in the party over at. at uh, <laughs> you can't figure out who he is. I gotta at, tell you, at Alex. The, at the, what's it, Fix It Felix 30th anniversary party, that fucking son. <laughs> in the penthouse? <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows who he you, is. Alex. The internet doesn't know who it is, so. Yeah. I gave you three hours of my day after reading that Facebook post trying to help you. <laughs> trying to Thank find you. out. I knew and you would. The, the, few, the few people who ever referenced it, like on NeoGAF and other things, were all ignored. One yeah, person ever responded, yeah. and they said, oh, it was probably original for the movie, but no one knows. Yeah. And the few articles where they're like, here is every single cameo from that scene, they ignore the sun. Yeah, the fucking sun. And he's so prominent. It's he's not huge. like it's not like a little... sun wearing, wearing bow ties. Yeah, it's not like... It's in more than one shot. Yeah, you see like army guys... Yeah, you see army guys and generic ninjas walking around just like, oh, that ninja's probably Noob Saboot or something. No, it's just <laughs> generic ninja. Yeah. I know, that was the dumbest thing. They're like, and I saw people arguing over whether it's Noob Saibot or Smoke. I'm like, yeah. neither, you idiot. It's ninja. Yeah. It's Ryu Hayabusa. <laughs> That's who he is. Yeah, it looked more like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that irked me a lot, especially since they have, like, the, I had to look up uh, the two little, like, twin angels that oh, run away from me. Ralph. That guy coming through. That guy. Those two, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, that's a game I've never heard of. And I found that, like, in two seconds. Which so, game were they from? I, I forget what... Yeah, I think it was called Twin Angels, and it was on an old Japanese system. Okay, okay. Or maybe it was, like, a couple generations into Atari. But, yeah. So, I give up and I think it was just an original character made for the movie. And, uh, fuck the internet. We're not giving an answer. <laughs> this is the only answer the internet has not given me. So. What? That's, that's my one. So. That's my one, uh, 
gripe with this movie. Shame on Disney for creating this psychological trap. <laughs> yeah, shame on Disney. But other than that, the movie's great. All the there's an abundance of cameos, and even if they didn't get the characters, uh, like uh, Kano, they got you know reasonable facsimiles. You you obviously knew who they were supposed to be. What were you guys' favorite cameos? Beard Papa. <laughs> Beard Papa was good. <laughs> I didn't know who Beard Papa was when I saw this movie. Oh my god! And then god. after That's I saw the store. I've never... Well, I've seen it now. I saw the store. I'm like, hey, it's that guy from Wreck-It Ralph. Have you eaten anything from Beer Papa? I have not. <gasps> I want to. Oh, my gosh. Next trip, we got to do it. Okay. Beard Papa. This is Beard Papa. Give me King Candy. <laughs> Glitches in the building. Awesome. <laughs> Mike? Um, wasn't wasn't Qbert, like, homeless? <laughs> yeah, he was. Yes. Yeah, that, bad was, guy. that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> and uh, there were a couple... The problem is I, I should have written this down, but I know that there were several really obscure ones that I knew when I saw it. And like I said, the cameo stuff was probably my favorite. They're all my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't there... Wasn't the beer tapper... Wasn't tapper in there? The yeah, Sega? tapper. Yeah. It was the tappers. Yeah, that was the bar that... Is that what out. you guys are talking about? Yeah. I couldn't tell what words you were saying. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Sorry about that, Mike. Oh, you Canadians. <laughs> hey there, Mike. Maybe you should. Can you just cut out Mike? the part where I sounded like an idiot by repeating <laughs> what you said? Sure, but it might be at the <laughs> ending gag. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it Tapper in it? <laughs> and oh, all the caricatures and stuff on Tapper's oh, on wall. The wall. Yeah. Ah, oh, brilliant. That was pretty awesome. Then there was, of course, uh, the roaming uh, Street Fighter characters all over Train Central Station and uh, the Mario princesses. And if you blinked, you would you would have missed uh, Paperboy in the background. Jesus, how how are you guys able to catch all of this? I saw, like, none of these. Well, when that's, for me, I caught, I caught maybe half of it. I saw the other half on one of the list articles. But mm-hmm. as soon as that scene happened, I started scanning everywhere. <laughs> See who you can find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a game. Yep. <laughs> There's Frogger, Dig Dug. Oh, Sonic. both of those were great. Yeah. Sonic gets hit and a bunch of rings start. Good thing he was out of his game, so it's a good thing he had some rings on him. Yeah. I'll see what Yeah. We're good. You don't regenerate. Game over. <laughs> Who was there? Oh, there was uh, the dinosaur Tiny from uh, Meet the Robinsons, which is I a seen that. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's not a great movie. It it was uh, the second movie that this uh, 3D Disney Studio did. Second? Oh, okay. Yeah, they did which chicken, is first? the very forgettable Chicken Little. Yeah, that oh. was their first. Yeah, this mm-hmm. was the studio. Wasn't this um, Disney's? We need this in case Pixar yeah. goes independent. <laughs> yep. I think this is like the turnaround, right? This is one movie that Rick and Ralph was the first really successful 3D one. I think Tangled was. Yeah. Was Tangled before yeah. Rick and Ralph? Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Tangled was like, oh, it's like, wow, they got their shit together. I really like that movie a lot, too. Yeah. Are you going to then... shit on that movie, too, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to watch it someday, but... I, 
I have a funny uh, shit on it story of why I didn't see it. <laughs> All right, let's get shit known. <laughs> so I was on a I was on a six hour bus ride to Arizona, and they had Tangled as a DVD. But I was already like really hot and kind of had a headache, and it was going to start. And I was like, "All right, I could watch a movie." Then I thought to myself, "You know, I'm not in the mood for a musical, but I don't know if this is a musical." And I was like, "If it's a musical." If they start with music, I'm zoning out. But if they ease into it, I'll watch it. The movie starts. La 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 la. So I just shut my brain off. But everyone tells me it's good, so I'll watch it. Someday. Yeah, you missed out. What? So what else did you decide to do on the six-hour bus ride instead of watching an entertaining movie? What else did you have going people. on? I ate junk food. I watched one of the other movies. I think it was Iron Man, one or two. Can't really tell the difference. <laughs> no, that's it was true. the first one. Yeah, yeah. So Iron Man one. Well, then you, were, yeah, that's good. You're entertained. Yeah, yeah. That was. It's funny. It was the better movie, and it was on the tiny, tiny screen in the bus. It was still good. <laughs> now, did that bus ever go below fifty miles an hour? Ooh. Did you explode? <laughs> funny story. <laughs> <laughs> But I won't tell it because it just, it just involves more complaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Rick, let's get back. Let's get back on track here. Keep, stay on topic. Uh, Reggett Ralph. Yep. Everybody treats him like shit, and he seems to be the only character that everybody treats like crap. Because you see uh, Bison and Zangief walking around Train Central Station like nothing, and nobody's like running away from them. You see Frogger and Dig Dug, you know, digging a hole in the ground to get away from Ralph as he's walking by. So he's pretty much... I think this is because it's such an old-school game that everybody hasn't uh, let go of their racist misconceptions. Racist? Is that what we're calling it? I think so. (laughs) They're racist against... Maybe just because he was... Yeah, he was around for so long that he already had the reputation of being a bad guy that no one ever really got to know him, and... He just seems, like, grumpy. Yeah. And I think some of these more modern games are like, you know what? He's a bad guy, but not, you know, when the arcade is closed. He's actually pretty cool. I see him at Tappers. <laughs> so I think this, out is, washroom. this is also a very good social commentary on, like, the old folk. Yeah. Older generation. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. There you go. Look at you. And do, you th- do, you, do you think that there's even commentary about... Um, like recovering addicts, like regarding the uh, the help group of villains and stuff, because you have all these other villains, some of whom have been around almost as long as Ralph, like Bowser, and people yeah, don't treat true. him bad. And all these yeah. all the other villains. Oh, and the ghost was around. The, the ghost, ghost. was ghost. around longer, yeah. right? Yeah. But but they're all acting a little bit like like Ralph's complaints aren't really valid. Well, was, they're a little bit like you can you can work through this, buddy. Yeah, and then they're like, let's hold hands. It was his first meeting. Oh, yeah, okay, they, okay. They, it was his very yeah. first meeting, so everybody probably has already heard that before from everybody else. Very good point. Yeah, it yeah. comes to terms. Yeah, mm-hmm. comes to terms with the fact that this is this is just the way it is. So maybe if Ralph had gone to Badenon sooner, he would have made up with the Nicelanders earlier. You think? I think so. I think that uh, at least it wouldn't have been so bad that he would have gone turbo. 
<laughs> these wedge extremes. You're not going turbo, are you? Oh, Come on, guys. This is Street Fighter and it's another parallel to Rainbow games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the Turbo Invaded Road Blasters, because I love Road Blasters. Oh my gosh. Turbo Tastic! <laughs> hey, is that Turbo? <laughs> now, I'm wondering if in the next movie they'll answer um, if you unplug a game, they go take it to like a, a electrician or whatever to fix the game, and then come back to the arcade and plug it back in. Are everybody's memories erased in that game, or what? I don't think they take the games. They don't. I don't think they unplug them until they know that they can't fix it. Because remember, at the very end of the movie. The guy came out to the arcade to fix it, and then it's, no, it he had a little point. dolly. He was about to take it away. But I think once he takes it away, I think that's it. Oh, okay. No moss. So oh. Litwack just Maybe. throwing money around buying brand new arcade <laughs> machines and not fixing anything, huh? No, no, Jeez. I think they try to fix it there, <laughs> or I don't know. I don't know. Was the guy just there to fix it or just take it away? He looked like a handyman, but he already had a dolly in hand, and yeah. the 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 um, out of order sign was still up there. I mean, the first thing you do when you go to fix a game, you take off whatever signage is on there and check it out. No, the sign fell off. No, it was only half off. The sign was still on the screen. Oh yeah, tilted. Yeah. There we go. And I also think since it was so old that um, I forgot the name of the arcade owner. Mr. Lick. Al Bundy. Yeah, Black just decided that you know it was time to put it out to pasture. Like, like his nana. Just, like his nana. I think like he didn't even want to put you know bother with the investment of potentially saving the game. That's true. At that point, I think, I think yeah, that one was valid. But somebody should have at least looked at Turbo Time and Road Blasters. I mean, Road Blasters was a brand new machine. That's true. And it just seemed like he just pulled the plug. Literally pulled the plug without uh, yeah. <laughs> doing any <laughs> any research or attempt to fix it. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Get out of here, Road Blasters. You're gone. And I would just like to echo Alex's opinion that Road Blasters Arcade was a pretty great game. Yeah. NES awesome. version was a pile of shit, but the arcade <laughs> one... <laughs> the arcade game was awesome. Arcade game was awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So many quarters. <laughs> so, yeah, Ralph, is, I mean, he keeps denying that he's going terrible, but he kind of does. And I like that Tapper tells him, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you can find a medal in the Lost and Found. And all the stuff that he pulls out of there is gold. Yeah. Z- Zangief's shorts and the uh, exclamation, exclamation point from uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, brilliant. Doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he has a one-up mushroom also that he tosses aside. Yep. He could have used that. What an idiot. himself. Yeah. Was was that after Sonic lost all his rings? I mean, you'd think that'd be no, like that a cautionary tale. No, that was before. <laughs> okay. Because that's when he's in the escape pod going through Grand Central Station, and that's what hits Sonic. Okay. <laughs> oh, and the, the just the little touches that the animators actually put into it, like that soldier that was just mumbling about hero's duty, and he just walks straight into the wall and keeps walking just, just like in a game when somebody would go AFK. Oh my gosh! Somebody's network connection drops. It's like, why is he just running into the wall like that? <laughs> oh, so many times in Counter Strike. <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> Blam! 
Mm-hmm. I do really like the the question you were posing about for the for the sequel. I think is a really cool, really cool area they could explore, kind of like with Toy Story three, the really dark implications of things that they establish in the first movie mm. that you can uh you don't have to get as dark as like nearly melting everyone like in toy story <laughs> 3, but just touch or on it a baby. little bit like hmm. yeah oh, holy crap Jeez. but like touch on it a little bit to to show the legitimate fears that these weird semi-immortal creatures have mm. i think that could be a really cool plot point yeah also why wasn't there two of the same machine plugged in at Litwax. That's true. This movie raises a lot of questions. Like, what if there were two, or, you know, when Street Fighter came out, Super every popular, arcade yeah. had, yeah, just walls and walls of Street Fighter machines. Yeah. Bunch of DDR machines. Mm-hmm. I think the owner wants to fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't have a good business model. <laughs> Maybe really we all messed up. We're just going to throw it away. <laughs> now that I think about it, <laughs> I think it was just games on a power strip that could go between one another. Oh, because so never... there were multiple games, but they were just in different areas? On different... Uh, or different game... surge protectors? Yeah. Different game central stations. I feel like that was really irresponsible to have that many games plugged into one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Unless it was like some newfangled heavy duty, but tiny... <laughs> it looked like it was a basic, just, you know, like a home... <laughs> <laughs> oh, model, like you put put a little like tower fan in, but not like twenty video games. <laughs> oh, power yep. going through there. Litwack keeps all his old games and Sugar Rush for some reason. But yeah. and DDR and DDR. So besides the cameos, was there anything else that you liked from the movie, Mike? Silence. Like good sign. I guess not. Yikes. Mike, did you hang up? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving that question serious, like, you know, legit consideration. I was actually not trying to be funny, but then it turned funny. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Jeebus, you really hate this movie. Well, I don't give it a zero, but no, I hate the movie. <laughs> So do you think that any of the voice actors were cast well in their roles? Oh, uh, I liked Ed O'Neill. He's in it for like 30 seconds. Yeah, like it's kind of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> what about the little girl? Who's the little girl? The little blonde girl. Mr. Litwack. I think this game is broken. I don't know, dude. I saw the movie once <laughs> when it was new. What about the extra soldiers in uh, Hero's Duty? Probably, probably okay. <laughs> but Allstate guy from Heroes Duty also, the hologram at the end. Oh, that's, that's... thought that was stupid. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Dennis Haysbert, yeah. Uh, I really like him, but um, not as a voice actor. Oh, so you didn't like him in Kung Fu Panda 2? <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I saw that. Oh, that's a good movie too. <laughs> so has Wreck-It Ralph two been confirmed? Is it in production already? Is it like it's been confirmed? I don't know if it's in production because I'm pretty sure Frozen two is gonna get. That's right. In fact, I think I think it did get bumped because of Frozen two. Mm-hmm. I think that they they announced it before Frozen even came out. 
But then with the insane success of Frozen, they were like, I'm going to wreck it! And then <laughs> put it in the back burner. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. What you did there. Kudos. Oh, Frozen. Maybe we'll never die. Speaking of which, I like when Felix is in the, in the fungin. And he goes, I'm going to wreck it. And then he hits the bars with this hammer. <laughs> just get bigger. Why do I fix everything I touch? <laughs> oh, that was a nice little touch. <laughs> so who was Sour Bill? With... Was he just a sour ball? Was he not like a video game? He was just a candy? Yeah, he was just candy. candy. Oh, okay. Most everybody. Although one of the uh, racers was named Minty Zaki. In reference to Hideo Miyazaki. Hmm. 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 Good catch. There's Candlehead and Buttercup. Francis Flutterbottom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Francis Flutterbottom. Oh, and the I think the best, my favorite line in the whole movie, is when uh, King Candy <laughs> puts on these giant novelty glasses. Like you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? And Ralph takes the glasses and clobbers him over the head with it. You hit a guy <laughs> with glasses. <laughs> well played. <laughs> that was gold. Oh my gosh. I could not stop laughing after that happened. <laughs> I laughed almost as hard as the uh, cream of some young guy line from uh, whatchamacallit, Wayne's World. <laughs> two totally different lines from two totally different movies. No, but I laughed just as hard, if not harder, at the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hit a guy with glasses. Uh, so, yeah, I think we covered... We didn't go over the main story in Wreck-It Ralph, which I know Scott and Jeff both hate. So, look at that. They don't, they're don't. they not here, and we do the podcast right. Wait, they do? <laughs> oh, they hate Scott it. Scott does? He didn't when the movie was new. He was all on, on my case. Oh, no, 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 was... not, not the, uh, the movie itself. He hates it when we go... When we in, do a play-by-play. Play. Oh, yeah, when you play cover play a story. Of the okay, okay. Of the entire movie. You hate so, that part of the podcast. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, we do the podcast right when those two losers are gone. <laughs> Congrats. Has so, Jeff even seen Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's one of the few animated movies that I've brought up that he's seen. Wow. <laughs> so, any any last thoughts? Anything else? I love it, and I think... Mike is a terrible person for not loving this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one last nerd catch. Oh, here there's these, yeah. There, I think there's one, but there might be multiple little bears with, and they look like they have Link outfits. But they're kind of fuzzy and far away, so they might be Link in his uh, Deku form from right. Uh, what you call it? Yeah, I saw the I saw the picture. I agree. It looks like Deku Link. Or it could be just a little bear. But either way, yeah, I'm hoping it's Link. I choose to believe it's Link. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I realize that that's the only way you can go about it is you have to take the leap. That fucking walking sun. (laughs) There's two of them. One with blue pants, one with brown pants, and they both have socks that are white and red striped. He could have more than one outfit. It could have been his... It was like daytime... And then it was like his party outfit. <laughs> he had to dress it up. But this fucking bow tie wearing sun <laughs> flaunting his giant blue eyes and smile on my face. I know every Scott damn detail of that sun. Uh, <laughs> when I quit, when I did like the last search, it was like, okay, this is the last search and then no more. It was like, if 
I find anybody says that it's the stupid son from Super Mario Brothers 3, I am going to choke my monitor. Oh, he's honestly. Fuck those people. He I looks know. nothing like that. And he's angry, and he tries to kill people, and he's a bad guy. And he doesn't no. wear pants, he doesn't have legs. Yeah. <sighs> Idiots. <laughs> Now I'm curious, Alex. Just what, like, I want to know what you guessed it might be from, just by art style and its eyes and stuff. It did look like it could be from the Starfy series, but it's not. Yeah. But the the art style kind of matched, so that's what mm-hmm. that was my one. That was my hail mary. Yeah, I checked. I checked. Uh, I hadn't heard of Starfy until like a couple weeks ago, actually. When I started looking, it's like, oh, it's maybe it's from Starfy, but no, it's not that. Damn it. <laughs> it's not, uh, yeah. I went through a catalog of obscure Japanese games with sons in them. Nothing. Uh, was it uh, Alex Kidd in Shinobi World? There's a pretty unique son in the background in that game. It's not it. It does seem like it could be one of those weird Sega games that no one actually played because it was terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And I checked all the... I tried to remember every other company that made arcade games, or even I was looking at consoles, too, like Data East. When is the last time you heard somebody mention Data East? Right. Jeebus, <laughs> oh, Data East, Sunsoft, of course, old Namco, nothing. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> it's time for Niam News. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty terrible. <laughs> so, Annie, you said you had one tidbit. What's your one tidbit? Does it have to be, like, nerd news or just news no, in general? No, it can be just news in general. They are putting a woman on the $10 bill. Ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. I think you should all vote for me. No. <laughs> um, I, I think that Harriet Tubman is in the lead. I think they're doing um a poll until the end of summer where you can nominate people and course there's like a stupid hashtag that you can do on twitter and whatnot but that's exciting that's awesome yeah, i really hope they good. don't count twitter but I, I do think tubman should win <laughs> i don't think it should be it should be king kardashian Kim kardashian <laughs> it, should, it should be caitlin jenner uh, yeah so that's exciting that is good yeah it's that's a, pretty cool a long time overdue the times it, they are a changing the one thing that someone pointed out that i thought was funny was that they they're getting rid of the um anti-slavery guy on the 10 Aww. and keeping the pro the 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 indian killer on the 20 lincoln lincoln's on the five. Oh, <laughs> andrew andrew jackson the the trail of tears guy yeah should have got rid of him native american killer stonewall drunk off his ass jackson but now, if a woman's on the $10 bill, does that mean that it's worth, like, $7? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. That sucks. Slam dunk! Also, yes. the 10 is the, the least used bill. Currency? Other than, like, maybe the 50. Dang. So okay. it also seems like a backhanded thing. Like, we're just throwing you, like, oh, here, woman, we'll throw you a bone. You have this currency that we no one ever uses. You know, at least it's not the $2 bill, right? <laughs> Hey, those are lucky. <laughs> yeah. Red envelope time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll be so $1.99. Here you go. Hey, <laughs> I said $1.99. That's $2. Check the bill, bro. $2 bill. Sorry, sir. 
plus tech. Oh, shit, and also a delayed movie review because I never go to the movies. But for all the ladies out there, Pitch Perfect 2 is a very good movie. You should see it. That's I it. think Leah's not watching that movie on the principle that she hates the tagline. For We're back, second movie. We're back, pitches, and the pitches ah, are back. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I do like the cast. I haven't seen the first one, so I'll have to catch up. Because I think the cast is pretty strong. It's a good movie. Brian disagrees, but uh, his, his opinion doesn't matter, so... Well, he's just a pitch. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> Mike? Uh... Go ahead and cut this out in case you guys have covered this in a previous week, but <laughs> let me just actually... Well, maybe you question. should listen to our goddamn podcast. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can't deal with podcasts. <laughs> Yet you're on one. This, this is more like being on a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> but what am I going to do? Download a podcast, put it in my car, and talk to the stereo? Haha, <laughs> 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 that's right. That's funny. Wait, no, let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Mike, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be here all night. Uh, So, uh, stop me if you talked about this already. Did did you did you hear about what? uh, What's I'm sorry. What's the creator of Mad Max? What's his name? Is it George Miller? Yeah. Okay. So, did you hear what his plans are for the Blu-ray? Uh, no. All right. Tidbit. This is badass. He he shot the most recent Mad Max intending for it he wanted to do it black and white but he noted he noted he noticed that no one in hollywood allows you to do black and white only art house films but on the blu-ray there's going to be for bonus a black and white silent version of the movie so it's only going to have music and maybe maybe some like uh, ambient sound or it's just going to cut out to a black screen and just text and, with and like some old timey piano. Right? <laughs> that should come with the with the Blu-ray. Like and, a and little every, sheet music. Every that edit, would totally like, change the dynamic like... of the film. <laughs> and the three amigos show up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think taking out the dialogue takes it to like a whole another level. Mm-hmm. Well, the cool thing is he actually planned it this way from the beginning. So get to see the get to see both t- both visions he had for the movie. Yeah. Because yeah, I read somewhere that George didn't have uh, a script or anything when he started shooting the film. He had twenty five hundred um, storyboards. Right. Jeez. And that's all he was working off of at the beginning. So that's and, pretty. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, the actors could tell. They were like, "Wow, the movie is pretty much just one long scene." So storyboards make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, can't wait. Anyway, Haven't seen it. Can't wait. I think that's my news. Unless we're allowed to talk about video games, we're probably not. <laughs> we just did a podcast on Scott Damn E3. Oh. <laughs> well, you know. This I mean, uh, I mean, a podcast. Sorry, a podcast on. I saw Scott pop up on the list, and I said E3. A Scott podcast on Wreck-It Ralph. He's all video games. Oh. Well. <laughs> all right. So my last thing is mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Last Guardian 
has come back to life. They first showed it off in 2009. Yes, yeah, seriously. And it was supposed to come out in 2010 or 11. So <laughs> in 2012, I bought a PS3. <laughs> and now in 2015, it's going to come out in 2016 on the PS4. Oh! <laughs> Almost made it. Because I love Eco and Shadow of the Colossus and... Mm-hmm. The person who created those quit his job at Sony because he couldn't deal with the stress and the stuff, but he's finishing this game that he's now been working on for like seven years, and it's going to be like eight years when it comes out. Yeah. But the worst part is I have to buy a PS4, and I'm poor. (laughs) (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe Santa Santa will get it for you. Are you going to buy me a PS4, Alex? (laughs) You call me fat? (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean... Alright, can we edit this whole part out? <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, fresh from his E3 trip, did you yes. get to play Last Guardian? There was there was no playables up on the floor, as it were. Damn, you sound like you were doing a lot of screaming at E3. It's a party, man. <laughs> <laughs> And by party, I mean I have to talk over all the loud noises and music. Tatum saw days. you. He texted me, and he said oh, he, he did. Saw... Uh, he, he didn't want to, he didn't want to like, interrupt your mojo because it seemed like you were in the zone. Well, I think <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott actually sent a text out that he said, I think I just saw Forrest Whitaker at E3. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend Tatum looks a lot like Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> the Filipino Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, I, I I heard the tail end of Mike's tale of woe about the Last Guardian. Whoa! Yeah, Sony's press conference was pretty much, hey, you know that thing that you guys have been asking for for a really long time? Here you go. Next year. Yeah. It's coming out <gasps> next year. Oh. <laughs> so. Yep. My biggest. My my biggest likes of uh, the press conferences was Xbox One is finally getting backwards compatibility. Yes. So that's cool. Well, and it's that, gonna be it's gonna be limited at first. Yeah, of course. And the other huge thing that everybody's nerd bonering about was uh, a very late remake of Final Fantasy VII. So here's here's the thing about that, and I'm sure Mike has some opinions on this as well. Um, and I'm sure Annie I has do. tons to say. Oh about this. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. hold back. Um, if if I'm the attendance, of, the intended audience for this, and I think I am, and I think Mike is, and I think Alex is, mm-hmm. that window is closed. Oh hell yeah! Like I'm over it now. I mean, yeah, I'm That's still a really sucker. I'm I'm a sucker, and yeah, I probably still will want to check it out. But my level of excitement is just not there. Mm-hmm. If they're going to go Advent Children with it, yeesh. Well, it's not just that. It's just, you know, they it all kind of started with that PS3 tech demo. I know, and it was like, oh, you know, two years after the PS3 came out, here's a Final Fantasy HD remake. Yay! Nope. Right. So, so anyways, I'm late to everything. What's... Crossover. <laughs> uh, Tappers. So we're in... We're in the news. Are we? Are we doing Neom news right now? Is that yeah. what's happening? Okay. Tail end Neom news. So just just to bring it back around to Racket Ralph real quick. All right. Um, who? What's your favorite uh, 
theme song from a movie. Oh, not, that's and a not, good one. And not, not and, and, and not, and I don't just mean like John Williams. Like, do, I mean, it has to have like SB, like a, like a song they play on the radio, like that kind of thing. Oh. So like, yeah, Disney does definitely count for all this, for the most part. Yeah. Not let it go. How about that? <laughs> oh, thank, yeah, thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, favorite song from a movie that you could also hear on the radio? Well, I mean, it can't be. Like Imperial Death March, it's got to be like right. I'm th- so I'm thinking of Sugar Rush here. I love that song. I'm, I'm not saying it's my favorite. I'm just saying it's very catchy and very appropriate to the what's going on in the movie. You don't even know what they're saying half the song. It's Japanese. Yeah, that's besides. Yeah, dude. S U G A R something something Japanese go Sugar Rush. <laughs> sugar sugar rush. rush. You're hitting the art. He knows all the words. Yeah, that's all the words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thinking. Well, Shoot 'Em Up has like the uh, Knights of Sidonia and stuff on on the soundtrack. Those are pretty killer. No, that's the mute. Count? Yeah, so Scott, you mean something's uh, written specifically for the movie, right? Like like the song yes, during the montage yes. on Karate Kid. Uh, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah no that's fuck. one. That's actually one of my favorites. I don't know the title, but you're the best around. I think, oh, I, think I think that is the title. Okay. Yeah. That, that, uh, that is, is like legitimately one of my favorites. That was a song that was played at our wedding. That's true. For, for my husband. So, <laughs> yes. I am going to say Danger Zone, Top Gun. Oh. That's, that's pretty solid. Pretty solid. No, no one's going to say everything is awesome? <laughs> oh, damn it. That's good. No, my, my all-time favorite would be... Uh, Big Trouble in Little China's... Uh, <laughs> big Trouble yeah. in Little China. China. The, the titular Big Trouble in Little bing, 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 bing. By the Coupe de Vils. <laughs> and uh, what's his face? The director? Yeah. John Carpenter. Oh, right. It's yes. basically his, his band. Vils, yeah. <laughs> Has Russell Crowe <laughs> written any songs for any of his own movies? I don't know. I'll try it. <laughs> Fighting around the world. Oi! I'm a beautiful mind, you vagina. <laughs> huh? I I don't know. This one sticks out to me, but um, I can't think of anything right now because I'm intoxicated. But <laughs> um, make a man out of you. Move on. I don't know why that movie that song just sticks out to me. I don't think it's ever on the radio, but we I like it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have to be on the radio. I just meant it's not. Orchestral music. Was Radio Disney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We are men. That's a good <laughs> song. That's pretty catchy. Yeah. I have to go in a minute. Could I, Britt, could I just bring up one thing about Final Fantasy VII for Scott's sake? Yes. Just... Oh, for Scott's sake. <laughs> for Scott's sake. All right. So I'm glad you brought up the uh, the PS3 demo, which hilariously was pre-rendered at the time and looks better than any <laughs> PS3 game that ever came out. But... Yep. <laughs> but... That came out, and I remember Scott was at E3 when it happened, right, Scott? Because he would tell me about it, and he was like, "They're gonna do it," and I was yeah. like, and, "And the very next day, Square on record said we're not gonna do it," and they said the reason why was to get to that level, to what they thought was PS3 level. They said they did the math; it would take a team of 500 five years to finish that game. So now we have a system 
with 31 times as much RAM as the PS3. And they're like, okay, now we'll do it. So, <laughs> so if budgetary concerns were the issue six years ago, they probably just ago, got motion capture. Square, Square well, is taking... Th- yeah, that's tr- you can tell from the footage it is all motion captured, but I'm just uh, actually thinking yeah. about modeling and texturing. Well, that's still I'm... insane. And I'm... with, Sorry, the, uh, with the, the ship having been sailed, and the original game sold about 7 million copies, what is the size of the audience that could possibly want Final Fantasy VII? Also now where everyone just likes, looks like real people, which is kind of weird to me. Yeah. I was oh. really hoping that they would go like the PS3 demo, have a really high res version of the the really cool art from the instruction book. Mm. But that's me. I would have done it many years ago. I can I concur. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that wraps it up for everybody. So since Jeff's not here, what are we talking about next week, Annie? Well, since the Stanley Cup just came to an end, I think that we should kind of stick with that whole ice rink theme um, and go with the cutting edge and Ooh, other um... and other chick flicks that guys <laughs> like. All right. A League of Their Own, I think, is a chick flick that guys like. Yeah, yeah it qualifies. Taken. Oh, yeah. Taken Take... is not what. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Open eye. <laughs> Totally. Commando. Magic Mike. Commando, Magic Mike. <laughs> I, I, quick, quick, quick poll, pun intended. Who's seen oh. Magic Mike? Not uh, I, I, have. I actually have not seen Magic Mike. Yeah, Mike? see, that's oh, the problem. Well. I don't think any of us have seen Magic Mike. That's because you're all <laughs> Including Mike. lame. And not. you're not confident in your sexuality, because <laughs> if you were... You would have no qualms about things. Oh, I totally am. I saw Thelma and Louise by myself. (laughs) Thanks, Eddie and Mike, (laughs) for guest starring. See you next time, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Thelma and Louise. There's Lives. All right, Annie, I'm going to throw it back to you again, and you say the cutting edge. <laughs> Why do I have to do... No, that's too... That's. I think that's too specific. What are we talking about next week, Annie? <laughs> no, I don't agree to this. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to boss me around. I'm going to be on the $10 bill, damn it, and you're not going to tell me what to do. <laughs>